All right, looks like I'm live. Good morning, everyone. Hope everybody is having a fantastic week. Let me know in the comments. You can see me and hear me okay, first and foremost. Um, and uh, introduce yourself. Let, let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and also your experiences with this whole topic of, of getting ghosted by recruiters, right? I definitely want to hear what everyone else's experiences have been. Uh, I'm just going to quickly check a few things at my end just to make sure everything's set up. Let me know who yeah, you looks are. Like, looks like we're all good at my end. Perfect, perfect. So uh, make sure you introduce yourself in the comments, folks. Happy to hear from all of you. And thanks again for everyone tuning in. Uh, I'm going to get this get the topic started at 11 o'clock sharp. But I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to, to anyone that might be tuning in. Uh, so feel free to introduce yourself in the comments. Great networking opportunity. I usually get a lot of great interactions here in the comments. So all of you, feel free to network with each, with each other, grow your own networks, and, uh, you know, make friends with each other, right? So don't be shy. Feel free to introduce yourself in the comments, who you are, uh, what your field is, what your, your background is, where which city you're tuning in from. I know most of you are based out of uh, right here in Toronto. Uh, so again, feel free to do that and make sure to introduce yourself in the comments. So uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Dean Colavera. Uh, I've, I've been in IT recruitment for about eight plus years. I uh, recently made the switch into job search coaching given the current environment that we're in and all of that. And uh, what I do is every week on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I go live on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Periscope. Uh, having some difficulty with Instagram lately. Hopefully I can go live. I'm going to just go live on Instagram as well uh yeah i'm not sure what's going on with instagram been having some issues with that anyway uh i will proceed with the with the rest of you though but uh thanks everyone for tuning in and uh today's topic what i'm going to be speaking about is uh how you can prevent recruiters from ghosting you right uh ghosting is a phenomenon a lot of people uh in my experience job seekers experience at some point or the, or, or the other with recruiters so what i wanted to talk about today is uh, something very practical that you can put into play that will help you with or, or help prevent this this from occurring uh, for yourself during the course of your job search. Whether you're, act you're actively searching or you're passively searching. Uh, and feel free, again, feel free, folks, to share your experiences in the comments of, of you know, your experiences with recruiters ghosting you. Happy to hear about your experiences and answer any questions you have about this particular topic or, or anything job search related. So any questions you have, feel free to put in the comments. All right, so getting around to, so before I get started with today's topic, uh, just a quick announcement. For those of you who have an interest in artificial intelligence or AI, yeah, you're, you're looking to build your career in that, in that field. I have a special guest joining me tomorrow, right? So I have Edward Johnson uh, tuning in. Uh, we're going to be going live at the same time tomorrow. It's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. And tomorrow is December, uh, Thursday, this Thursday, December 17th. And I'm going to be asking Edward about building a career path in artificial intelligence or AI. So Edward is a well-known mentor, technologist, AI and blockchain enthusiast. Uh, very, very passionate about mentorship. So you can expect to hear some great tips, some great insights from Edward. Uh, again, that's going to be tomorrow, folks. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Uh, so it's going to be right here. So make sure you tune in. All right. So uh, uh, aside from that, uh, make sure. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm just uh, getting a bit organized here. But uh, aside from that, again, folks, every Wednesday I go live right here on, on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Uh, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. So make sure you mark your calendars. Uh, and I speak about a new job search topic every week. So thanks so much for tuning in. Got a few comments here. We got, hey, Samantha, nice to see you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Samantha says, good morning, Dean. Thank you for sharing this topic of ghosting. Hey, no worries, Samantha. I know it's a, it's something a lot of people experience, right? So definitely wanted to cover that. And everyone experiences, uh, you know, the this whole ghosting thing from recruiters. So, but uh, great to see you here, Samantha. Hope you get a lot of great information out of this. Uh, we got Suhas. Suhas says, hi, Dean. I'm working as a business analyst from Bangalore. With your coaching, I did apply so many changes and got a couple of opportunities thanks for your great detailing in preparing for jobs like hey i'm glad to hear that so i was glad to hear you, you uh you know my my tips and my advice has been helping you and it's gotten you some some advancement in your job search so really happy to hear that and thanks for tuning in so has carrie always good to see you here carrie carrie says edward is a great speaker yeah he's such a great speaker because uh so actually carrie i, I was I was speaking at one of the uh, the PMI Career Accelerator Program events that happened a couple of weeks back. I think it was like a month or two ago. 
and I was speaking right after Edward, so I I, I kind of caught a glimpse of of Edward speaking. And yeah, fantastic speaker. Uh, he explains things in such an easy to understand and practical manner as well. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. So uh, great to see you here again, Kerry, and uh, and hopefully maybe we see you around tomorrow as well when uh, when Edward is alive. Uh, uh, Subya Sachi, sorry if I didn't pronounce your name correctly. As hi, can you please guide how to switch the career to AI? Yeah, so Subashi, uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow, same time as today. My guest speaker is going to be Edward Johnson, he's going to be speaking about building a career path in AI. So make sure you tune in tomorrow, December uh, 17th, uh, same time as right now, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. He's going to be coming through, all right? Uh, hey, Gurpri, nice to see you here. Good morning, thanks so much for tuning in. And we got Abiyadun. Good to see you here, Abiyadun. And, and thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Abiyadun says, great topic. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much. All right, folks. So let's get into today's topic, all right? So um, how do you minimize recruiters ghosting on you? Uh, ghosting on you? Uh, first and foremost, feel free to share in the comments, folks. All right? I mean, what have your experiences been with this whole ghosting thing? Have you been ghosted? Uh, how, how often, how frequently have you experienced this? I'm very interested in hearing everyone's experiences with this, right? Now, before I get into today's topic uh, and how I'm going to lay out today's presentation is first, I'm going to share with you some of the most common reasons why recruiters might be ghosting you. Now, I wanted to give a heads up to everyone. This is not me making excuses on behalf of recruiters as to why they're ghosting you, because if you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm very vocal and, and very anti-ghosting, right? I'm very, very critical of recruiters who do this. Who, 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 you know, expect candidates to go through an interview cycle and spend their time in the process and all of that and just drop them and, and completely ghost them when things aren't working out or, or things change and all that stuff. So my, my purpose in this presentation today, in today's live stream, I'm not creating uh, excuses here, folks, for ghosting. My opinion, there's no excuse for ghosting. No recruiter should be ghosting their candidates, especially candidates that have, uh, you know, put in the time and effort into meeting with them, having conversations with them, right? Speaking, go, running them through their background, uh, you know, all those steps in in making sure uh, that the fit is the, uh, you know, that they're putting in their efforts to put in a great, great impression for for the recruiters' clients. So definitely not making any any excuses here, folks, right? So just wanted to clarify that and make sure everyone's clear of that. What I did want all of you to do is I want you to leave this session uh, in, uh, with more information and more realistic knowledge about what re what really is going on here and why this is happening and ultimately what i want to do is end off the session by providing you with with actual information on what you can do to help minimize this whole uh ghosting phenomenon all right so uh so again what i'm going to start off with is uh, a few things as to what might actually be happening here and, and why this is happening all right so this is definitely a session you want to be taking notes on so make sure you got your your notepad ready or and, and you're ready to take notes uh, uh, and feel free to keep the comments and questions coming through folks, but I'm going to jump into today's topic, but, uh, you know, any questions you have put it in the comments, I'm going to get to the questions as we get into the Q and a part of the session. Uh, but let's get started. Right. All right. So what exactly is happening when, uh, when this whole ghosting phenomenon is occurring now, when I'm talking about ghosting, what am I talking about first and foremost, right? So let's, let's first define ghosting. So when I'm talking about ghosting here today, folks, Go so if you apply for a job and you're not getting a response, that does not count as ghosting. All right, you're still in the application stage. That is not ghosting if you're not getting an initial response. When I say ghosting, I'm talking about that phenomenon whereby you know you've been in touch with a recruiter, you've been in communication, right? Uh, you've been in touch with them. You're you're going through the interview process, or or they've had a conversation with you. They, they presented your profile. Maybe you had a couple of meetings with their client or with the recruiter itself. So I'm talking about the phenomenon where you've been in touch with someone. In this case, that's someone being a recruiters or whoever else it is. And they suddenly disappear on you with no apparent valid or logical reason. All right. Poof. They, they suddenly disappear. Right. Uh, you can't reach them. You can't get a hold of them. You, you've been emailing them. You've been phoning them. You've been leaving voicemails, all those messages. And they're not getting back to you. And you keep and, and at your end, what's happening at your end as a candidate is you keep thinking, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? What did I say? Did I, was it something I said? Was it this? Was it that? And you're going through all these various scenarios in, in your mind as to what might have happened, what you might have did to make that happen. So what I want to tell you first and foremost, folks, is 99% of the time, it's nothing to do with you. It's nothing. It's not because of something you said or something you did something or something you didn't say or didn't do. And what I'm first going to go, go over before I get into how to deal with this and prevent this from happening, I'm going to let you know a few reasons as to why 
uh, recruiters do this first and foremost. And again, for those of you who just tuned in, this is not me giving excuses for recruiters. I do not agree with ghosting. I don't think ghosting is, is there's any excuse for ghosting at all. It is a recruiter's responsibility to keep you updated on, on, on things at their end. Uh, if, if things are not working out or you, you've been for the interview, they don't have, whether they have feedback or no, no feedback, recruiters should not be ghosting you, right? If you, if you, you've invested your time in the process. So wanted to get that clear first and foremost, but going right into it, why do recruiters ghost first and foremost? I'm going to cover this. Then I'm going to get into how you can prevent this from happening or increase your chances of preventing this from happening. All right. And again, feel free to keep the comments coming uh, if you have any questions about this topic and all that. So, so make sure you you do that and, and continue the comments. And I'm going to get into the question shortly. All right. So reason number one, why recruiters ghost you? Reason number one, and by the way, these are not in any specific order. I'm just saying number one, number two and stuff like that. But uh, reason number one is they don't want to confront you, right? The uh, reason why a lot of recruiters avoid uh, start avoiding you or, or they start ghosting you is many recruiters simply shy away from confronting confronting candidates with negative feedback or lack of feedback. Now, why do recruiters do this? Well, usually this is due to a prior unpleasant experience whereby they share negative feedback with candidates at some point in the past. And the candidate, who, whoever that candidate was, they were unable to handle the, the negative feedback and they started lashing out and, 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 and responding very aggressively and, and unprofessionally towards the recruiter. Now, this is an experience every recruiter has experienced at some point. I myself has experienced it myself. But that uh, I'm not saying this is an excuse to, for recruiters to, to start ghosting you. But um, what I'm saying is this is one of the reasons why many, many recruiters, after having an experience like that, where they provided feedback honestly and transparently to candidates and candidates lashed back at them, you know, a lot of recruiters suddenly decided, hey, you know, if people are going to re be responding to me like this, guess, you know what, why should I even provide feedback? It's better for me to just start avoiding people and just not providing any negative feedback. So many recruiters simply, folks, they start avoiding these situations and they and they do that by avoiding confronting you with negative feedback. Now, again, if you're a recruiter watching this, that does not justify ghosting your candidates. All right. Uh, that does not mean you should ghost candidates. Right. That's no excuse. But for those of you who are candidates watching, this is one of the reasons why recruiters start ghosting and, and start avoiding you, right? Simply because they don't want to confront you with negative feedback for fear that you're going to lash out that, at them negatively, all right? Now, I know this might seem like a silly reason, and, and I agree with you if you're thinking that's not, that, you know, that's no justification for ghosting. 100% agree with you, folks. I'm just telling you what it is, right? Now, second reason why recruiters might be ghosting you is priorities might have changed. Uh, so the role they presented you for maybe has decreased in priority level or it's no longer deemed a priority or it's canceled or or it's completely, you know, off the off the table. Uh, or what happens is that a lot of staffing agencies, a more urgent fill came in that now the recruiter wants to focus their attention on. And, and you know, the role that maybe they represented you for, they're not getting any feedback from the client. There's no updates, nothing like that. So their their attention has shifted to something that's more more hot, more more urgent that's on the table. Now, unfortunately, I have seen this occur many times working in staffing in the, in the staffing industry, working at a, at a variety of different agencies where priorities have changed and recruiters have shifted their attention and they completely forget to update their candidates who have invested their time with other positions, right? Other opportunities that they presented them for. Uh, so again, this is not a, not a justification as to why recruiters can ghost you or why they're ghosting you. This is not professional. You should not be doing this. If you're a recruiter watching this, just because your priorities have changed, it does not mean you suddenly get to drop your candidates and, and suddenly start ghosting them or avoiding them. You need to update. You need to make sure you update your candidates. If there's no change in status of, for the role, uh, if things have changed, if priorities have changed, if the client's not getting back, hey, you need to communicate this to your candidates. And don't tell me you don't have time because it only takes a couple of seconds to pick up the phone, call your candidates. And if you can't reach them, leave them a voicemail. You can't, if they don't have voicemail, send them an email. Just takes a couple of seconds, folks. All right, no excuses. Uh, but again, for those of you who are job seekers, this is another potential reason why, right? Now, reason number three is it could be that sometimes recruiters are not allowed to share feedback, especially when that feedback is negative or, or it's feedback saying that they're not looking to move forward with the candidate. Now, why is this? Simply because some organizations out there, I have experiences. Now, this is not like the majority of organizations out there, folks. I have only seen this happen a couple of times, but it definitely does happen. Some organizations out there, uh, do have policies against providing feedback. And the reason for this is some organizations out there have actually been taken to court and have had to engage in legal proceedings and all this stuff as a result of feedback 
they provided to candidates that the candidate was not able to accept or 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 they saw as as being an excuse for some other reason right and that reason could very well be true and i'm not i'm not uh you know debating whether or not the candidate was reasonable in doing that that's not the point of today's topic but in whatever the case is the candidate not liking the feedback uh that they received from the role hey decided to lawyer up and took things to court and because of that the organization uh obviously you know they had to you know at their end you know invest in a lawyer themselves and you know uh, go through this whole hassle of, of of taking things in court and all that stuff so because of this and uh you know a lot of some there are some organizations out there folks that don't provide feedback at all especially if it's if it's negative feedback or, or feedback uh, as to why they don't want to proceed with a candidate they don't share that simply because of, of this aspect as well now again flipping over to to uh to speaking to all the you know the recruiters who might be tuning in today while this might be the case if that's the case i mean it's pretty simple to let the candidate know up front that you know it's possible that they might not receive feedback you know beyond whether or not you're, you're going to proceed with them or not so there's a certain level of again communication that does come into play right that that is important all right so reason number four right human error hey more often than not this could be actually the primary reason why the recruiters are not getting back to you uh with any feedback right and probably one of the most common reasons just like everyone else folks recruiters do make human errors uh recruiters for the most part are usually recruiting recruiting on multiple different positions they're not only recruiting on your position that they presented you for especially if it's a staffing agency right not only staffing agency but even corporate recruiters they might be recruiting on 10 15 20 different types of uh, roles at the same time so because of that they might get mixed up and confused and they might completely forget to to keep you updated or, or respond to your email or respond to your phone call simply because they got their they, they just they're, they're recruiting on so many different positions so this is why i always advise if you've been following me for a while i always say hey always follow up right take responsibility for following up even if you have to follow up a few times don't take it personally if they don't respond and you'd be surprised folks how many recruiters will actually respond to you apologize for not getting back and actually update you on your status so again could be due to human error folks all right now reason number five they simply feel bad look when they first reach out to you they, they were very excited about you genuinely excited about you your profile your background your expertise your knowledge and all of that you were excited about the position they were excited for you they were very communicative and they were 100 percent uh, confident that that the, the hiring team was going to love you and and th- that you were going to go in for the interview knock the ball out the park and uh suddenly you know the, the ultimately what happens is the feedback is the, the hiring team doesn't want to move ahead with you they want to pass on you so now the recruiter feels bad they don't want to uh, you know because they, because you invested so much time they were excited about you you were excited now they don't want to uh disappoint you uh they feel bad so now they default back to uh, point number one which was they don't want to confront you now because they feel bad now again this is no excuse if you're a recruiter watching this this is no excuse to avoid your candidate this is no excuse to not provide feedback and let them know what's happened right this is not a, not an excuse folks but this is also another one of the major reasons that i have seen i have observed working in the staffing industry that a lot of recruiters avoid communicating what's really happening to candidates all right so you need to so these are some of the major reasons why this is happening folks all right and and again uh, these are not excuses i'm not saying these are re- these are reasons that make it okay for recruiters to avoid you or ghost you that's not what i'm saying but what what i wanted to share with you is the actual reasons what what might be happening behind the scenes resulting in in, in, in you know all of this ghosting stuff and again if you're a recruiter watching this hey you got to communicate with your candidates folks all right uh the the answer is not to ghost and avoid and and you know it just gives all all recruiters all of us a bad name right all of us have to collect i, I know a lot of us as recruiters we're competing against each other for talent but guess what collectively we are contributing to the reputation that we we develop for ourselves in our profession so so every time any one of us ghost people or or acts unprofessionally towards candidates and all that stuff it affects our uh, everyone's perception of uh, perception of our industry so you need to take responsibility as a recruiter for communicating uh to your candidates where they stand and if there's no feedback let them know there's no feedback if there if there's negative feedback and and assuming the client or your company has no policies against sharing that feedback with your candidates then you, you need to share that feedback right so anyway those are the reasons why folks for those of you who are job seekers watching and typically why recruiters might be ghosting you now getting into the meat of today's session how do you 
how do you minimize uh, these occurrences of of uh, candidates ghosting you? Uh, sorry, uh, recruiters ghosting you, and and this whole phenomenon occurring. That's what I'm gonna get into now. Now, this is the part you want to take notes for sure. How can you uh, minimize recruiters ghosting you? Now, before I get into my advice on this, I'm, I want to let you know up front. There's no foolproof way. 100% guaranteed way that I'm going to share with you that that suddenly every single recruiter is not going to, you know, they're, they're going to stop ghosting you. Uh, unfortunately, I can't guarantee that, folks. All right. But what I'm going to be what I'm going to be telling you right now is going to help you minimize these occurrences of ghosting occurring. Now, in, in the case of anyone that's that's ever reached out to me and said, hey, Dean, you know, recruiters are ghosting me and this and that. One of the first questions I always ask anyone that tells me about this phenomenon is what have you done? to kind of lay the ground rules uh, when you're dealing with recruiters and, and set the expectation that you expect feedback, right? I, I always ask this question from anyone that's ever complained to me about recruiters not getting back. Now, again, I'm not I'm not speaking in defense of recruiters ghosting. That's not what I'm saying. But my first question is, what have you done to communicate that you expect feedback? Um, in almost all cases, folks, no one that I've ever asked that question from has ever said, yeah, I told them up front, Dean, that I expect feedback. Uh, in fact, most of you are probably not even setting that expectation up front, right? And that does not mean it's your fault. I'm not saying it's your fault. But the point is, let's take that step. So tip number one is you need to set the expectation for feedback, folks, right up front in your initial communication with recruiters. Now, I've mostly been talking about talking about recruiters here, but this could be if your first conversation is not with a recruiter, maybe it's at a smaller company. So you might be actually uh, communicating directly with the hiring manager or or even the senior executive, whoever that is. So if not a recruiter, this could this could apply to anyone in, in the hiring, you know, the, the recruitment cycle, whoever your first point of contact is. So tip number one in dealing with this is you need to set the expectation for for receiving feedback as early on as possible in your first communication, in fact, right, right before you end the phone call. And I'm going to get into an example shortly, right? Well, that's tip number one, how to minimize ghosting is you need to set the expectation up front that you expect feedback. If you don't communicate this, don't expect or don't 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 think that the recruiter is going to assume that you're going to want the feedback. Because the other thing is, you know, aside from those reasons I gave you uh, before, a lot of recruiters might simply think that you have multiple things going on and you probably don't even care about, uh, you know, uh, receiving feedback or not. So you need to set the expect. If feedback is important to you folks, you need to set that expectation and, and let the recruiter be aware of that up front because they're not psychic. They're not going to they're not clairvoyant. They're not going to. Uh, assume that you, that the feedback is important to you. So number tip number one, set the expectation up front. Now, tip number two is as you're ex- setting the expectation up front that you you want the feedback, right? Whether the feedback is is negative or no feedback, whatever the case is, you need to let them know and assure them that you're going to take that feedback positively. Now, this is going to address those recruiters out there who had some negative experiences with candidates where they provided negative feedback, the, you know, the, the candidate lashed out at them or, or responded to them unprofessionally. And now suddenly this recruiter doesn't want to provide feedback at all and they just avoid candidates and, and ghost candidates. So this will help you address that concern that they might have. So you need to communicate. So tip number two is you need to assure the recruiter or communicate to the recruiter that when you do receive that feedback, you're going to take it professionally and you're going to take it positively. Right. You need to communicate this so that the recruiter feels assured. Okay, cool. Uh, So, you know, this individual, you know, what they're saying is that if I give them the feedback, then whether it's negative feedback or no feedback or whatever it is, they're going to take it. They're going to take it professionally. They're not going to lash out to me like, you know, that other candidate that did. So I don't I don't have to worry about any unpleasantness or anything like that or anything unprofessional or anything negative like that. So, again, tip number two, folks, assure them that or convey to them that you have the ability to take any feedback positively even if it's negative feedback you need to communicate that now tip number three is you need to communicate the importance of receiving that feedback right again whether that feedback is positive negative well obviously if it's positive feedback you're gonna you're gonna definitely appreciate that for sure but whether that feedback is negative or whether there is a lack of feedback you need to communicate to the candidate that this is in fact important to you Receiving the feedback is extremely important. You have to communicate that, right? Otherwise, again, some recruiters are gonna, uh, some recruiters are gonna assume you don't care about the feedback, or, or you don't, you're not really, uh, you know, they don't really need to convey it to you. You need to make it clear that they do have to convey the feedback to you, and that that feedback is important to you. And the reason why it's important is because it allows you to make adjustments at your end as a candidate, as a job seeker, as a role seeker, or whatever your situation is. 
so that you can you can positively you know make those those uh, certain adjustments or changes at your end for the remainder of your job search right so you need to communicate that this is important for you right uh, now tip and tip number four is you need to get an agreement from the recruiter that yes they are having on having you know explained all those previous points they do understand that uh, you know you expect them to provide them with feedback and they confirm that they are going to be providing you with the feedback whether that feedback is uh, negative or positive right so that's the fourth component uh, now beyond that point right beyond that point you need to understand that again this will not guarantee that every single recruiter out there having gone through all these steps that they're not going to ghost you there's still going to be recruiters out there folks that will, that will still continue to ghost you and not respond unfortunately all right uh so nothing we can do about those individuals right but this this process if you follow this process i shared with you just now this will increase your chances of getting getting the feedback from the recruiters because you had an open transparent uh communication about the importance of you receiving feedback all right, so this will greatly reduce the number of times you'll find that recruiters aren't getting back to you. They're not corresponding with you. They're not providing you with the feedback and all that stuff. So this will increase your chances of being able to get that feedback. Now, the other thing I wanted to signify is you you might have to follow up, all right? So even after going through all these steps, again, going back to what I mentioned before, recruiters might have multiple priorities. They might have multiple positions they're recruiting on. And because of human error, they might miss your message or, or forget to reply to your message or, or your phone call. So this is where you got to follow up, folks. So even following this, after following this process, you have to take responsibility for, for following up uh, and, and even follow up multiple times, right? And, and you know what? The recruiter will, will definitely recall that you had gone over with them the importance of receiving feedback. And if it's a recruiter who's professional, who's ethical, who, who uh, understands the importance of sticking to their word and, and keeping and retaining their professionalism, they will respond. They will respond to you and let you know what the feedback is. But you, again, you might have to follow up, folks. All right. So don't get upset because you had to follow up. You might have to follow up to account for any human error on the on the recruiter's part. All right. Now, if after following up multiple times. All right. So you, you followed up with them two, three times. Uh, well, before we get into follow up, you've gone over. The, you've gone over these these steps I told you to right about communicating the importance of getting follow up. They agree to providing you with. Uh, um, uh, not follow up, sorry, uh, uh, with the feedback, right? They agreed to provide you with feedback. You followed up once, twice, three, four times maybe, and they're still not, still not getting back. Then, hey, I mean, in my opinion, that that's that's definitely a recruiter who's who's not sticking to their word. They're being unprofessional. Uh, they're not providing the feedback. They're not even responding to your message or communication. To me, that's a neg that's a definitely a negative because and now you have enough evidence to to gather for yourself to determine. Hey, maybe this is a recruiter I don't want to communicate with in the future. Maybe this is a recruiter that that you know they don't stick to their word, and you might want to create your own blacklist that you can blacklist recruiters if you want, right, as a candidate, so that you you know when you're in a position where you're someone with with a desirable skill set, hey, why not be selective about which recruiters you want to work with and which ones you don't want to work with? Uh, but any in any case, folks, after you uh, you know if if after following up a couple of times, they're still not responding. They're still not communicating with you. In my in my books, that's disrespectful. That's unprofessional. Now, now at least you can confirm that the recruiter is not being. It, it's not human error, and it, and it's none of that because they give you their word. They're obviously ignoring your fee, your follow up. They're not getting back to you. In my books, hey, that 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 sounds like them not sticking to their word and them being unprofessional. All right, so just keep these things in mind. So I'm gonna go over uh, these points again. But uh, and then I'm going to give you an example of, of how that communication might go with the recruiter. And by the way, this needs to take place on a phone call. All right. Not not uh, initially. Definitely. You want to you want to cover your requirement for getting feedback on a phone call on that initial phone call with the recruiter. All right. And you can send it a follow up email afterwards, you know, kind of summarizing uh, that, that whole thing. Uh, but I'll get into that shortly. But uh, so the steps are number one. Step number one in in increasing the chances of recruiters providing you with feedback and reducing them ghosting you step number one is you got to set the expectation for feedback uh up front right up front in that in that initial phone call in that initial conversation you have with the recruiter you need to set the expectation uh step number two is you need to convey that you have the ability to take the feedback positively right you're not gonna take negative feedback uh in a negative fashion or, or respond unprofessionally you need to assure let the recruiter know hey i'm gonna take the feedback positively uh, step number three is you got to communicate that it is definitely important for you to receive feedback, right? 
uh, feedback from whether that feedback is negative or whether there's no feedback at all. You need to let them know that that's important for you to know as a candidate, as someone investing their time in the interview process. And then finally, you need to you need to get agreement from them that they understand that that the feedback is important and that they assure you that they will be providing feedback. You need to get that confirmation from them because that's their way of guaranteeing you or at least assuring you that you're, they're going to provide you with the feedback. Now, what's an example of this? Well, let's say you just had a conversation with the recruiter. You know, you, you chat about the role. You, you both determined there's a good mutual fit. They say, okay, yeah, we're gonna I'm going to present you for the role. And, you know, I'm going to let you know the, uh, as soon as the hiring team gets back, I'm going to let you know, the, uh, you know, all of that stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Or, or maybe you, you've you gone in for, for uh, the, uh, you know, uh, an interview or, or all that stuff. Whatever the case is, you need to set the expectation right up front, right? So at this point, if I was a candidate, what I would do is I would say, Hey, Dean, excellent. Thanks so much for your time. And, uh, you know, really excited to be presented for this position. Uh, now, Dean, before I let you go, I did want to let you know that, it, um, you know, what the process is in terms of receiving feedback. Now, I want to let you know up front, Dean, that receiving feedback is very, very important to me as a candidate, uh, you know, for any of the positions that I'm applying for. Because uh, your feedback will allow me to better myself as a candidate for the remainder of my job search process. And it's going to help me make adjustments and uh, if, if needed or pivots based on the feedback you're, you're able to hear either from yourself or even from the hiring team. So any feedback you provide to me, Dean, uh, is very, very important to me. And I want to assure you, Dean, that any feedback you provide me, even if it's negative feedback, I'm going to take this feedback positively. I'm going to take it positively and I'm going to take it professionally. Uh, so at your end, Dean, you don't have to worry about me lashing out at you or being unprofessional or anything of that sort. Uh, so I wanted to assure you of that. So at your end, Dean, given all that, given the fact that, you know, the feedback's important to me and given the fact that I, I assure you that I'm going to respond to you professionally and I'm going to take the feedback positively and constructively. Can I, can you assure me, Dean, or can I, can I count on you, Dean, to provide me with the feedback, whether that feedback is positive or negative throughout the interview process, whether it's the first interview or second interview or whatever the case is, uh, can you, can you make that, can you, can you assure me that you will be providing me with feedback, Dean? Right. So that's how it goes, folks. So you laid everything, you laid your cards out front. So, and that was an example of how you would have that conversation with the recruiter, right? Now, after you, after that, the recruiter might say, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. And, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, conveying that to me. And, uh, absolutely. I will, I will take it upon myself to provide you with feedback throughout the interview process. Or the recruiter might say, well, you know, I can appreciate where you're coming from, but unfortunately we do have a policy against, uh, you know, providing that feedback, but I will let you know at least where you stand in terms of whether we're going to be moving ahead with you or not. Right. It might be that folks. All right. So whatever the situation or whatever the case is, you're having a transparent co uh, conversation and communication here, and you're setting your expectations up front so that they know that they, ex you expect feedback, the, the feedback from them, even if the feedback is negative. So having this conversation, having this discussion uh, will, again, reduce those occurrences of them completely not providing you with feedback, ghosting you and all that stuff. But the fact is, folks, you need to bring this up upfront at your end. You need to set the expectation. You need to lay the ground rules so that they know what your expectations are moving forward, right? Beyond, uh, in, in subsequent steps of, of the, uh, the recruitment cycle. Now, after you do this, you can. I would also advise you to send a follow-up email and and even put it in writing, right? And not just about this whole feedback thing, but just summarize the phone call as well, right? So your email might be, "Hey, Dean, uh, uh, you know, thanks again for your time today. Really excited about the opportunity with your client, and uh, really glad that we were able to come to an agreement that uh, you know you will be providing me with feedback. And at my end, again, I wanted to assure you that I'm going to take any feedback you provide me with positively and constructively and professionally as well. I look forward to, uh, you know, keeping in touch and, and being in touch with you for the remainder of this process. That's it. Simple, folks. Simple and straightforward, transparent. You put your cards out up front. And again, if after, you know, uh, if, if it comes to the, that point in the process where you're, you're checking in with them, they're not responding, you're following up, you followed up multiple times and they're still not getting back, then hey, at least you did everything possible to make sure that that they were aware that that you you wanted the feedback and you were able to to get the uh, receive the feedback uh, professionally. All right. So anyway, that 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 was today's topic, folks. So hope this information was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions or thoughts or comments. Uh, put them in the comments. I'm happy to get around to that. And I'm gonna open things up uh, for. Uh, 
for uh, for any questions. So I'm gonna go over the questions right now, and if there are, uh, and after the Q and A part, of course, I'm gonna kind of end off the session. But uh, before I get into the questions, for any of you that that uh, that haven't done so already. I do have a free gift. Uh, if you want to download my my free sample script on how to run recruiters through your resume, it is available at my website. So check out my website. It's at www.dkglobaltalent.com. Uh, again, www.dkglobaltalent.com. Feel free to download. It's a free sample script on how you need to run recruiters through your resume, right? In your conversations with recruiters, because you need to run recruiters through your resume in a way that's understandable to them, that, that that's easy for them to follow. Because recruiters, even though they might specialize in your field, folks, they're not experts in your space as you are. So you need to make sure when you're running them through your resume, you're hitting those right components and you're doing it in a way that's easy for them to follow and easy for them to understand. So make sure you do that. All right. So subscribe again. It's on my website. Uh, so also subscribe to my newsletter. I, I re release a weekly job search newsletter every Monday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time zone so that you're, you're well prepared for the remainder of your week. And you're ready to uh, tackle your job search with, uh, you know, my tips and advice. Uh, so I release a new newsletter every Monday, but I do email you throughout the week regarding special guest interviews, uh, live streams, just like this one, uh, as well as upcoming products and, and stuff like that. And by the way, speaking of, uh, and uh, sorry, before I get to the next part, uh, if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, it's at www.dkglobaltalent.com forward slash newsletter. Also, special announcement: I I'm currently developing an on-demand uh, on-demand video program on how to apply for jobs online the right way, and it's coming soon. Uh, I think it'll it should be ready by early to mid January. Uh, but if you want to get special pricing when I do release it, folks, again, this is it's going to be a very affordable program. But even so, I'm going to be providing special pricing. Uh, when I do announce it, I'm going to be announcing it first to my email subscribers and who's, who are going to get special pricing for this program. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to my email list if you want to get the heads up on that. Again, it's how to apply for jobs the right way. This is going to be the system that I teach to my one-on-one -on -one coaching students on how to apply online that's gets, that gets them in communication with, with decision makers, hiring managers, and increases their chances of getting themselves jobs. And in fact, uh, have la uh, you know those students have landed jobs by by using uh, this methodology all right so i'm going to be putting it in in pre-recorded video format so make sure you sign up for my newsletter if you want to be informed about the special pricing when this does come out all right so uh make sure you do that folks and again uh if you found this session helpful and insightful make sure you like share uh with your network always happy and always appreciative of any of any likes and shares so let me get into today's uh questions right away and if you have any questions about today's topic, uh, uh, feel free to put in the comments or any job search related uh, questions you have. I'm happy to answer your questions. Uh, so Ria says, hey, Dean, I'm actively looking for a job as a software developer or technical analyst in Canada. Need help with resume and job search. All right. Yeah. So thanks so much, Ria, for tuning in. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter. I, I, I have a weekly newsletter I put out. I shared the link there. And uh, follow my content. I'm always putting out content that's job search related. So make sure you, uh, make sure you, you follow my content uh, on LinkedIn, also on YouTube, uh, Periscope, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook as well. So I'm always putting out content and, and, and hope I'm able to assist you in your job search. So make sure you do that. And, uh, and also make sure you subscribe to my newsletter. I shared that link a bit before. And uh, I'll be re releasing a program that's going to help people apply for jobs more effectively that actually gets them responses from hiring teams so, so to stay notified about that again uh, make sure you sign up for my newsletter uh let me uh so the newsletter link is right here www.dkglobaltalent.com forward slash newsletter all right so uh make sure you sign up for that folks it's gonna it's a great i'm so excited about this program because it's gonna help so many people and it's the exact same methodology i use to teach my one-on-one -on -one clients and i know a lot of you don't have the kind of money to invest in the one-on-one -on -one coaching so this program is going to be a pre-recorded program step by step my process that I've used to help my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients uh, that's gotten them results, all right? So make sure you sign up for that. Uh, we got Sesha in the house. So Sesha says, hi, my name is Sesha from Chennai, India. New me new member to your web webinar. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Sesha. I hope this uh, session was helpful and thanks so much for tuning in. So it's every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Hope to see you again next week, uh, Sesha. Uh, we got Shaheen. Shaheen says, good morning, Dean. Thank you for talking about this topic of ghosting. Hey, no worries, Shaheen. I appreciate you tuning in. Hope the information was helpful. Uh, Ria says, yes, I got a phone interview from a company and then a notification that senior recruiter viewed my resume. But after that, no reply. It's been six days. All right. So this is a typical scenario a lot of people face, right? So Ria, what I want you to do is you need to follow up. 
So folks, you don't passively wait for the recruiter, the company, the hiring team to, to, to do all the proactive stuff. You as a job seeker, folks, you need to do so. You need to follow up at your end. You need to take a proactive stance because look, you're not the only person that they're, they're identifying for this position. You're not the only person applying for the same role. You're not the only person with the same skill set that you have that's on the market. So you need to follow up. You need to keep showing interest, right? So Ria, my advice to you is follow up with your point of contact, right? Or, or if it's the recruiter, the senior recruiter, you need to find out uh, if you don't have their contact information, look them up on LinkedIn, add them, connect with them, follow up with them, keep showing interest and, 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 and demonstrate why you're uh, someone with the right skill set and the right talent that they're looking for for this position. So you need to follow up, Ria, all right? And not just for Ria, by the way, all of you folks, do not be passive, folks. Now's not the time for being passive. We're in a very competitive environment for job seekers right now because there's a, there's a much larger pool of available talent competing over fewer opportunities. So now's not the time for being passive and waiting for a response. Follow-up is extremely, extremely important and crucial for your job search, folks. All right, so hope that helps, Ria. Make sure you follow up. And this goes to everyone else as well. Follow up, folks. Follow up multiple times if you have to. Uh, so we got a question. Uh, oh, sorry. We got a question here from Calvin. So shout out to Calvin. Thanks for tuning in, Calvin. Uh, Calvin says, how about the recruiters who reached out and when you replied being interested, they just disappeared? Yeah. So Calvin, I'm assuming you're talking about when recruiters reach out to you on LinkedIn, right? When they send you that direct message. Right. So this is, again, something a lot of people, I mean, I totally get where you're coming from, Calvin, right? It's really frustrating. Like they, they reached out to me. Now I, re I replied to them and they're not even responding. Like, what's the point? Like, what are you doing? Right. So look, the reason why this is this happens, Calvin, is if you were reached out via LinkedIn, it's possible that the message was a mass message sent out to multiple, maybe even hundreds of other candidates, right? So, so there's probably a whole bunch of people responding that they're interested in getting in touch with the recruiter to discuss the role and the position. So same thing, Calvin, what I advise you to do is I want you to follow up with the recruiter because I guarantee most of the other people that responded in the same shoes as you, right? They responded to the recruiter. The recruiters may be busy, busy uh, uh, communicating with a couple of people that responded and everyone else is just going to give up. So I don't want you to give up, Calvin. I want you to follow up with the recruiter. So send them a message uh, within the, in the first week of contact, I would advise you to at least send a message once every, you know, every day, I'd say even every day, but if you're not comfortable doing every day, I would say once every two to three days or so, Calvin, follow up with the recruiter. Keep letting them know that you're, you're interested in the role. It's not going to come across as desperate, right? So don't, don't be worried that you're going to come across as desperate or anything like that. But what you need to, you need to signify in your follow-up message, Calvin, is why the role is, is of interest to you. Uh, that's going to be the difference between you coming, coming across as desperate versus you being someone who was compelled to reach out to the recruiter and follow up with them as well, uh, because you found something really interesting about the role that was mentioned that they mentioned in their message or whatnot. So, uh, again, Calvin, my advice, follow up, don't give up right now, uh, just yet, Calvin, follow up with them, keep showing interest, make sure you highlight what interested you about the opportunity based on the information they provided you with. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, follow up with them, right? That being said, Calvin, if you're actively looking, don't depend solely on this recruiter. Keep keep continuing your job search and keep your eyes peeled for other opportunities, all right? So I uh, hope that helps, Calvin, and thanks for your question. Great question there, by the way. Uh, so obviously, recruiters are the easy culprit, but in my experience, hiring managers ghost prospects every time. Yeah, Abhi doing uh, so great comment there, right? Uh, I know today's, conversa uh, today's uh, live stream, folks, I focused on recruiters. But absolutely, it's not always just the recruiters. I mean, I've seen hiring managers do this all the time, right? And, and when you work in staffing agencies, actually, you know, sometimes the clients, the clients are the hiring managers, the hiring managers ghost us as well, right? Ghost the staffing agencies. And then the staffing agencies are, have no feedback to pass on to the candidates. So it's like a chain reaction. So yeah, good point I'll be doing, right? And to the hiring managers out there, hey, same thing, folks, you gotta be, you gotta, I mean, you, you gotta be transparent, right? You gotta communicate where people stand in the process. Right. Exception, of course, if you have some kind of a policy against sharing feedback or whatnot, that, hey, that's a different story. But even then, maybe you should make people aware of that policy up front so that they're not disappointed and they they're aware of what the situation is. And it doesn't affect your company's brand because, hey, guess what, folks, uh, if you got candidates applying to your company or, or, or you're representing candidates um, for for your clients. Right. Guess what? When they have a negative uh, uh you know, negative experience in the recruitment cycle, that's going to affect your company's brand. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no stopping it and no denying it. it. It will affect your company's brand. And why do that? So transparency is way better. Or if you can't be transparent about the feedback, 
let them know that you can be you you can share the feedback because of some some policy you have at your company or something right so i'll be doing great great comment there definitely definitely uh very true so we got a question here from uh no 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 question sorry uh, we got i'm in says thanks hey no worries i'm in uh elham in the house hey elham nice to see you here as usual thanks for tuning in we got kalpesh hey kalpesh uh kalpesh says what are the primary points which recruiters see in the profile yeah so that's not today's topic kalpesh but the primary things that uh recruiters see usually is uh first of all they're gonna look for jobs they're gonna look for title they're gonna look at your position title next thing they're gonna look for is is uh skill sets they're gonna look for skill sets because recruiter the recruiter search is heavily influenced by 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 the skills that the hiring team is looking for. So they're gonna be looking for skills and they will they're gonna be looking for keywords. Now the keywords could depend on what the hiring team's requirements are. If the hiring team is looking for someone with Java experience in the retail industry, uh, working on ERP applications. And that's what's gonna uh, capture recruiters' attention. So it depends on what the needs are for the role. So hope that helps, Kapish. Great, great question. Uh, Kapish says thanks. Hey, no worries, uh, Kapish. Uh, Kerry says thanks, Dean. Great session. Hey, no worries, Kerry. I'm glad to hear that you found value out of it. And yeah, folks, look, you you gotta you gotta. I mean, this this uh, you know, set the set the ground rules up front, folks. If there's nothing else, uh, you you want to take away from this session. Set the ground rules, folks, right? I mean, you have as much right to do that just as the recruiters do, right? Recruiters are going to be qualifying you on the phone. They're going to say, hey, yeah, uh, you know, so you like this position. Are you going to take it? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Hey, if they can do that, the least you can do is set the ground rules up front and let them know that you expect the feedback, all right? So, yeah, uh, glad you got great information out of this session, Kerry. And uh, always great to see you here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Abidun says, I see from a cultural perspective, the company hasn't prioritized feedback or communication in their hiring. Uh, I'll be doing excellent. Uh, you know, another excellent point. Absolutely agree. Right. Uh, that this whole, uh, uh, you know, aspect of the importance of providing feedback of communication, it definitely needs to be communicated, uh, in the recruitment process at the company. Right. And, and if it's a staffing agency at the staffing agency as well, definitely agree with you. I'll be doing because if these things are not deemed as, as important and prioritized, then it's going to trickle down to the, to the frontline people, right? The recruiters are not providing feedback. The hiring managers are not providing feedback. So organizations out there, staffing agencies out there, you need to make sure that feedback is prioritized and communication is prioritized throughout the recruitment cycle. So great point there again, uh, Abiyudun. Always, always enjoy you joining. I love hearing your thoughts. Uh, great to see you here as well. And uh, appreciate that comment. Uh, Ria says, I have an important question. All right, uh, Ria, uh, if you can help me with that, it would be great. Yeah, so uh, maybe you put the question below, Ria. Uh, so Kerry says, uh, do recruiters have to pay if you don't not reply to an email message? Okay. Yeah. So I love, this is a great question. All right. So Kerry, how emails work is no, you don't have to really pay, but what happens is let's say, uh, recruiters have X number of in-mail messages, right? That they, so let's say I have 45 in-mail messages, right? Let's say I, I send an email to a whole bunch of uh, people. Uh, when someone responds to the, the email, uh, then that means that the in-mail credit does not get deducted from the 45, right? Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, now, let's say I message you. Uh, so let's say, Kerry, I message you, right? I, I've got 45 in-mail messages. I message you, Kerry, and you respond. So no in-mail credit is deducted from my 45. So it stays at 45. Now, let's say, Kerry, I, I message you. I send you an email message and you don't respond. Then if you don't respond, then it, get, it gets deducted from my 45 messages. So now it goes down to 44. So there's kind of a system like that in place, uh, and it's usually part of whatever package the recruiter has, like uh, you know that LinkedIn offers, right? Or or that the company uh, has, like there's LinkedIn recruiter package, there's the LinkedIn uh, sales navigator. So all these various packages have different types of uh, you know number of in-mails available. But that's pretty much how the system works, Kerry. But great question. Uh, no one, no one's ever asked that. So uh, pretty excited that you asked that. So thanks for asking that, Kerry. So Ria says, I uh, let me take a quick sip of water. So Ria says, I interviewed at a company, got rejected in the last interview, but after six months, same position opened and I applied again, but the recruiter never, uh, never, the recruiter never replied to me about that. I have asked my reference who works there to ping her, but the recruiter never replies. I was one of the best candidates just because I lacked experience. I got rejected. Yeah. So Ria, this could be a case where they don't want to share with you the feedback, uh, for whatever reasons, maybe it's the company policy. Or maybe it's something that that occurred at the interview 
or for some reason they they just don't want to consider you for this position so i i would assume this is one of those cases ria where i would advise you to just move on like don't get hung up on this opportunity looks like there's something internal going there maybe some internal i don't know for whatever reasons uh they don't want to share their feedback with you for whatever reason okay right and this is going back to what i mentioned before some organizations have policies against sharing negative feedback right for fear of legal repercussions or maybe some i don't know i'm just i'm just kind of making assumptions here ria but uh it seems to me like this is the case so i would say ria you know move on from this uh, opportunity you know move on to something else if the position open after 6 months could be that whoever they did decide to go with uh was not uh doing well or maybe they left or something like that i mean who knows it could be a multitude of reasons right uh but the position open again and if you applied again and they still don't want to continue with you hey just just move on to something else ria right don't waste your time don't hang up don't be hung up on just this up particular opportunity i mean if you want to persist sure you can try persisting if you want you can you know keep following up and keep seeing showing interest and all that stuff uh if you want to do that hey i don't blame you if you want to do that i mean by all means continue to follow up continue pushing through and continue showing interest if you want to do that but i feel ria your your time is better spent focusing on other opportunities because there are other organizations that would want someone such as yourself right and i'm not sure what your skill set is ria but there's there's plenty of other fish in the sea so i i'd say you know move on and and go on to something else but uh definitely understand why you would want to uh, pursue that right i totally get that So a great question there Ria hope that helps. Uh Kalpesh says thanks hey no worries Kalpesh. Uh Kerry says okay thanks for the details. Hey no worries Kerry I appreciate that and always great to see you here. All right folks so that's today's session. I'm going to wrap up today's session. Hope everyone got some great information uh from today and most importantly folks apply it, right? Again, what's the big takeaway today? If you expect feedback from recruiters, let them know. Set the expectation up front, right? You need to communicate that expectation. otherwise they might assume for whatever reasons that they don't need to give you the feedback and they're going to ghost you they're not going to get back to you and all that stuff so set the expectation up front and if you set the expectation up front chances are the you know this increases the chances of you getting feedback and lessens the the probability of them uh you know wanting to uh, to ghost you or not just not getting get in touch with you or respond to you and all that stuff all right so hope this information was helpful folks apply it apply it to your job search And uh hey, thanks so much for tuning in every Wednesday 11 a.m. Eastern Time Zone right here same bad place, same bad cave, same bad time. You got the D-man with you. I'll be sharing with you job search tips, advice and all that stuff, all right? So thanks so much everyone for tuning in. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. And again, reminder, reminder, reminder. Tomorrow same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time Zone. You have an interest in AI. You have an interest in artificial intelligence. I got my special guest Edward Johnson tuning in. uh who's going to be showing you and speaking about how to build a career path in artificial intelligence all right so look for looking forward to that session and seeing all of you tomorrow all right everyone have a fantastic day all right keep pushing through in your job search stay positive keep taking action and apply what you're learning folks keep doing what gets you results make adjustments and make pivots in what's not working all right everyone have a fantastic day thanks so much